Today is Monday, July 20th, 8.32 p.m. I'm Cracked Attic. So welcome to episode 6, Trump versus Fauci, the timeline. Uh, Lately, the White House, also known as Donald Trump, has been targeting Anthony Fauci for some reason, doing their best to discredit him. So let's explore recent comments along with what was being said in the beginning of this. Then we'll see if there's any merit to this smear campaign against Fauci. So first of all, I'm sure everyone has noticed Dr. Fauci isn't present during any White House press conferences. As a matter of fact, Fauci says he hasn't briefed the president in over two months. So Fauci's been sidelined as a resource for decision making. I mean, is that a surprise? Trump believes that he has to reopen the country and boost the economy in order to have any chance of winning the election in November. So why would he want to listen to someone that is going to lay out the real health consequences of doing that? The White House is stating that Fauci initially downplayed the virus, but now Trump is calling him an alarmist. So which one is it? Was he downplaying or was he an alarmist? Or what? Is it possible that, like many people, Fauci didn't believe that the coronavirus was going to be worse than the common flu? But once more studies had been done, we were getting real data, he realized that we needed to take extreme action quickly. Now, like other health experts across the globe, Fauci's warning that this isn't over, and if we don't take this seriously, it's going to get worse. Trump doesn't like that message, so of course, he needs to smear him. Of course, Trump realizes that he can't really smear Fauci himself, so here's the plan. One of his top advisors will smear Fauci, which gets the message out, but then Trump himself doesn't support it, so he gets to keep his neutral position. Of course, we all know that nothing happens without Trump's approval, and if anyone in his administration was going rogue, he would be ousted immediately. So why does Peter Navarro, Trump's top trade advisor, still have a job after he went rogue and did an op-ed in USA Today trashing Fauci. Because he didn't really go rogue. It was part of the plan. Believe me, Trump has everyone in his administration wound so tight no one would do anything with the press, especially, without his approval. Trump just said about Navarro, quote, Well, he made a statement representing himself. He shouldn't be doing that, unquote. But he didn't say anything about the content. He didn't say he disagreed with what Navarro was saying. So last week, Fauci said that the state of the pandemic in the U.S. was, quote, really not good, unquote. And Trump's response to that on Fox News with Sean Hannity was, quote, I disagree with him. He has made a lot of mistakes. Really? Fauci has made a lot of mistakes. Let's take a look at how the president has responded to this pandemic Before I get into the timeline, let's not forget that the Trump administration disbanded the White House pandemic response team back in May of 2018. Also, a CDC epidemiologist that was embedded in China's disease control agency decided to step down and leave her post. The Trump administration's response was to just eliminate that role. We don't need it. I mean, don't you think that maybe either of those resources could have helped us? January 22nd, quote, we have it totally under control. It's one person coming from China. It's going to be just fine, unquote. Remember when Trump said that? January 24th, Trump praises China and how they handled the coronavirus. Quote, China has been working very hard to contain the coronavirus. 
The United States greatly appreciates their efforts and transparency. It will all work out well. In particular, on behalf of the American people, I want to thank President Xi, unquote. Of course, now, you know, current day, he's bashing China and blaming them and saying all kinds of racial slurs. Um, January 30th. Trump trade advisor Peter Navarro, yeah, remember this guy, published a memo that stated, quote, this was on the memo, the lack of immune protection or an existing cure or vaccine would leave Americans defenseless in the case of a full-blown coronavirus outbreak on U.S. soil. This lack of protection elevates the risk of the coronavirus evolving into a full-blown pandemic, imperiling the lives of millions of Americans, unquote. Yeah, January 30th, that memo. All right, February 2nd, Trump says, quote, we pretty much shut it down coming in from China. All right, of course, the travel ban on China wasn't really a ban because all Americans could still return, not to mention goods and, and, and stuff that being shipped here. And by the time Trump started implementing the U.S. travel restrictions from China, nearly 40 countries had already enforced their own restrictions. The Marshall Islands was the first country to implement restrictions on all travelers coming from or through China on January 24th. Anyone wishing to enter was required to, quote, spend at least 14 days in a country not affected by the coronavirus prior to arriving in the Marshall Islands. 38 countries banned travel, barred non-citizen or canceled flights all from China before on the same day as the United States, and 12 additional countries enforced a travel policy with less restrictive policies, such as suspending visas from China. So it's not like he's making it seem like he had this brilliant idea and no one else. The whole world was doing that. And he was late, by the way. Because of Trump's late response, more than 430,000 people came to the United States from China after Chinese officials notified the U.S. administration of the seriousness of the Wuhan outbreak nearly 40,000 of whom arrived after Trump's restrictions went into effect. All right. Yeah. So that was that was a big help. February 10th, Trump says, quote, I think the virus is going to be it's going to be fine. Unquote. He also said on that day, quote, looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. Hmm. February 24th, Trump says, the coronavirus is very much under control in the USA. Stock market starting to look very good to me. Yeah. Of course, the stock market is what drives half of Trump's decisions. The other half is driven by his racism, sexism, narcissism, and probably a few other isms. February 26th. Trump says a lot of things here. First one. Quote, The 15 cases in the US within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero. Let's remember that one. The 15 cases in a couple days is going to be down to close to zero. He also said, we're going very substantially down, not up, which I don't know what numbers he was looking at when he said that. He also said, well, we're testing everybody that we need to test and we're finding a very little problem, very little problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't even have tests. The tests were broken. Nobody they couldn't get tests. He was refusing tests from other countries, wanted to make our own tests. He refused tests from the World Health Organization, by the way, because they were made in Korea or something. I can't remember. If, uh, I don't have it in front of me. He also said on February 26th, this is a flu. This is like a flu. February 27th, quote, it's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. 
February 28th. We're ordering a lot of supplies. We're ordering a lot of uh, elements that, frankly, we wouldn't be ordering unless it was something like this. But we're ordering a lot of different elements of medical, unquote. Well, okay, good. So that was the month of February. I mean, talk about downplaying it. But it was still relatively early, so maybe he starts to get serious as the numbers really go up. You know, I mean, that's what happened to a lot of people as they were starting to change their tune. So let's see. March 2nd, quote, You take a solid flu vaccine, you don't think that could have an impact or much of an impact on corona? I mean, see, I mean, he doesn't even understand the difference between influenza and the coronavirus. He understands illness the way a child does. I don't feel good. He also said on March 2nd, A lot of things are happening. A lot of very exciting things are happening, and they're happening very rapidly. I mean, really? This man is never specific. It's always a lot of things, very exciting things, all happening, things, things. I mean, like what? You getting new wallpaper in the Lincoln bedroom? I'm ecstatic. March 4th, quote, Now, and this is just my hunch, and, but based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this, because a lot of people will have this and it's very mild. Unquote. I mean, he doesn't really form very good sentences, so I'm quoting. It's just hard to even read the quote because it's not even comprehensive. But what he's saying is he has a hunch that this is mild. His hunch. I mean, that's how we're making decisions now, hunches. So if we go to war and he just says, you know what, send in the Marines. You know, and the general goes, but sir... They may be expecting us. We could take significant losses. Maybe some intelligence and... Tr- no, 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 no. I have a hunch. That's how we're making decisions. I mean, that's the same thing, you guys. I mean, he's calling himself a wartime president. Lives are at stake. And he's going off hunches. March 4th. If we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better by just, you know, sitting around or and even going to work. Some of them go to work, but they get better. March 5th, one day later, I never said people that are feeling sick should go to work. <laughs> I mean, he said it less than 24 hours prior. I mean, how does he get away with this crap? I swear I could never be in the press asking him questions. I would just lose my job in the very first press conference with him because I just wouldn't be able to let it go. I'd just be like, yeah, you said it just, I, you said it to me just yesterday. We can play the tape. You said that people go to work and get better. And now you're denying it. I don't know how you can do that. We have it on tape. So I'm wondering where the case count was at this point. So here's a a Trump statement for March 5th. Also, the United States has, as of now, only 129 cases and 11 deaths. We are working very hard to keep these numbers as low as possible. All right. So, I mean, what about the 15 cases? That's going to be down to zero. Apparently that didn't happen. But maybe, maybe that maybe just maybe this is it. They're going to keep it and stop it right about here. So here's a slew of March 6 comments. I think we're doing a really good job in this country at keeping it down. A tremendous job at keeping it down. You have to be calm. It'll go away. Anybody right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test gets a test. They're there. And the tests are beautiful. The tests are all perfect. Like the letter was perfect. The transcription was perfect, right? This was not as perfect as that, but pretty good. I mean, before (laughs) he's bringing the, the call to the Ukraine back up again? Saying how perfect it was? I mean, it wasn't perfect, but get over it. I'm past it. Okay, back to what, where are we at? Uh, March 6th, quote, I like this stuff. I really get it. People are surprised that I understand it. Every one of these doctors said, how do you know so much about this? 
Maybe I have a natural ability. Maybe I should have done that instead of running for president. <laughs> Come on. You don't even know the difference between the flu and the coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be stuff later on, and you, you know where I'm going if you've listened to any of this stuff that he says that just medically ridiculous. And, um, I mean, if, if people are surprised that he understands it, that part I believe. If he understands it and people are surprised, I believe that. And then he said on the same day, I don't need to have the numbers double because of one ship that wasn't our fault. This was, see, this is the beginning of him really focusing on these numbers. He understands that increasing numbers hurt him politically, in his mind at least. I think he's right, actually. But um, so he doesn't want to add that ship numbers to uh, to us. And, and they didn't. They kept that ship separate on its own. But he was very concerned about the numbers, you know, not the number of people dying or the number of people sick or the number of people suffering or the number of people without jobs. He's worried about those, those, uh, the sick and, and the dying on that ship being added to America's numbers. All right. March 7th quote, when we get into April in the warmer weather, that has a very negative effect on that and that type of virus unquote. So back to his medical training, um, you know, in the warmer weather, but remember, this thing was in a ton of countries at this point. I mean, you know how warm it is in China in March? It's in the 50s and 60s. But It's basically April weather in much of the U.S. Not to mention that tropical countries were seeing cases. Northern Australia had cases, and it's hot as hell in Northern Australia at this time. All right, also on March 7th, quote, no, I'm not concerned at all, unquote. <laughs> so far, he hadn't changed even though his other predictions hadn't come true. I mean, you know the predictions of it just being one person from China and it'll go away or just 15 cases in a few days. It'll be almost nothing. Those are the predictions. And he, re he could see that. He's like, man, I was way off. The guy doesn't even have hindsight. He doesn't even hand hi have hindsight. It's unbelievable. March 8th. We have a perfectly coordinated and fine-tuned plan at the White House for our attack on coronavirus, unquote. Really? Because I recall him denying any responsibility and putting all the responsibility on the states. But we're going to get into that. You know, I mean, I guess he has a coordinated plan of attack of sitting back, doing nothing, and telling the states to fend for themselves. March 9th. During a news conference, White House officials said the U.S. will have tested 1 million people that week and therefore would complete 4 million tests per week. By the end of that week, the CDC had completed 4,000 tests. So, they, you know, there's a big difference between 4,000 4, and a million tests, okay? Um, there's a big difference between 4,000 and a million. A man that has $4,000 in his savings account versus someone that has a million dollars in his savings account, they live completely different lifestyles. They're in different worlds, okay? Trump said on that day, this blindsided the world. Yeah, it did. Is that why we had a pandemic response team in, in, that you got rid of two years ago? Okay, March 10th, quote, just stay calm, it'll go away. March 11th, quote, it goes away, it's going away. We want it to go away with very, very few deaths. All right, so wait a minute, are you saying it is going away or you want it to go away? Because those are different things. If it is going away, that's great. But you wanting it to go away requires some sort of action on your part. March 12th, Dr. Anthony Fauci director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, tells Congress that the country does not have sufficient testing. Quote, the system is not really geared to what we need right now. 
That is failing. Let's admit it, unquote. That's what Fauci said. Okay, so that's March 12th. March 12th. If Fauci didn't believe it before then, he believed it on March 12th that this was a serious situation. Okay? And he said, let's admit it. We are failing. All right? On that same day, Trump said, quote, you know, you see what's going on? And so I just wanted that to stop as it pertains to the United States. And that's what we've done. We've stopped it. Again, you know, his sentences, the way he talks. But basically, he's saying he's, it's stopped. The coronavirus is, is stopped. So let's go back. Trump versus Fauci. So who made mistakes? Trump is claiming Fauci made mistakes. Fauci's saying, hey, we need to gear up on March 12th. And Trump's saying, no, we stopped it. Fauci's admitting that they were failing the U.S. while Trump was saying that they've already succeeded. But today, all of this is Fauci's fault. March 13th. Quote, Donald Trump, I don't take responsibility at all, unquote. That says everything you need to know. Also on that day, the Atlantic reported that less than 14,000 tests had been done in 10 weeks since the administration had first been notified of the virus. Though Mike Pence had promised the week prior that 1.5 million tests would be available by this time. And not even close, not even close. March 14th. Trump rated his coronavirus response, quote, I'd rate it a 10, unquote, a 10, you know, like out of a hundred, maybe. And even that's, you're a little high. What'd you get? Nine points for spelling your name, right? March 15th, Trump says again, relax. And then later that day, he says, this is very contagious virus. It's incredible, but it's something that we have tremendous control over. So Trump has tremendous control but then on March 16th, tells the states, quote, respirators, ventilators, all the equipment, try getting it yourselves. So on 15th, we have tremendous control. 16th, states, you deal with it. On March 17th, Trump claims, quote, the only thing we haven't done well is get good press. And he also stated, quote, I felt like it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All right, hold on. <laughs> Wait, What? I thought it was under control and going away. So Trump thought it would be just a few cases, but also thought that it was a pandemic. Is it possible that he doesn't know what the word pandemic means? March 20th, Trump was asked at a press conference, quote, this was the question to him. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared, unquote? So this is the perfect question just to set him up to knock it out of the park and try to put people's minds at ease, to show empathy and sincerity, you know, and try to get the nation to feel better. You know what he says? His response, quote, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question. And I think it's a very bad, bad signal that you're putting out to the American people, unquote. I think he just thought it was a personal attack, and he hates personal attacks. I mean, he's so thin-skinned. March 22nd, Trump tweets in all caps, We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. All right, so what is he saying by this? What he's saying is, we can't let the economy and the stock market crash just because some people that aren't me are dying. Because believe me, if it was him, it would be all hands on deck. But it's, you know, not affecting him. So there you go. March 24th. He, quote, 
I'm also hopeful to have Americans working again by Easter, that beautiful Easter day, unquote. So just pick Easter to reopen, not because of science or studies or tests or whatever, but just because Easter's a holiday, wouldn't it be great to be open that day and people could go to church on that day? I mean, it's just arbitrary. He just picks the day. I mean, this is, I, can't, I don't even, he also said on that day, we've never closed down the country for the flu. So you say to yourself, what is this all about? I mean, of course, by this point, late March, doctors have already determined that this was far more contagious than the flu, like two to three times more contagious, and it was deadlier. I mean, there's there's obviously stuff out there that's more contagious than the flu. Common cold is more contagious, but it's not deadly. There's also stuff deadlier than the flu, but luckily for us, it's not more contagious. Um, but this thing is more contagious and actually more dangerous than the flu. Also March 24th, he said, I mean, speaking about the state governors, quote, they have to treat us well also. They can't say, oh, gee, we should get this, we should get that, unquote. So what he's saying is he's only going to provide support to your state if you kiss his ass. That's what he's saying. I mean, even though it's his job to support us all because the states is, are where the, the, the people live in the states. So if he's not supporting the states, like, then what, who is he supporting? I don't understand. March 25th. Oh, here's some reverse logic. Quote, the faster we go back, the better it's going to be. So he's talking about going back to work and reopening the economy. I mean, well, we've already seen what happened. That was March 25th. And we and here it is July 20th, right? And he's already seen what happened in the states that reopened too soon. Many of them are backpedaling and closing down. March 26th. Quote, I don't believe you need 40,000 or 30,000 ventilators. You go into major hospitals sometimes, and they have two ventilators. And now all of a sudden they're saying, can we order 30,000 ventilators? This was also the day he decided to go after Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer because she was critical of the White House's response of, get it yourself, we aren't helping you. So she was critical of that when he said, you guys deal with it yourself. And so Trump said, quote, We've had a big problem with the young woman governor from, you know who I'm talking about, from Michigan, unquote. And Trump has problems with any woman that doesn't fall in line with him, let him just lead and just kiss his ass. March 27th, he continues to berate Governor Whitmer, quote, I love Michigan. One of the reasons we are doing such a great job for them during this horrible pandemic, yet your governor... Gretchen Half-Whitmer is way in over her head. She doesn't have a clue, likes blaming everyone for her own ineptitude, unquote. I mean, notice the name-calling, Half-Whitmer. I mean, he's a child. He's a child. By the way, Whitmer's approval rating in Michigan at this time was over 70%, and Trump's was around 40%. And by the way, today, Michigan's pretty under control with its cases, while many other states like Florida, Texas, Arizona are breaking records with new cases and deaths. So maybe Governor Whitmer wasn't in over her head after all. Also, by the way, um, people close to Donald Trump was telling him, you know, going after Whitmer was political suicide. He's he's going to lose Michigan, and he will lose Michigan now. If he wasn't going to lose it before, he will lose it now. I'm telling you right now, he will not win Michigan in November. He went after Whitmer, and people in Michigan like her. March 27th, again, Trump needs to have his ass kicked or you don't get federal report. Quote, Mike, he's talking about Pence. Mike, don't call the governor of Washington. You're wasting your time with him. 
I want them to be appreciative. We've done a great job. We're doing a great job for the state of Washington. And I think the governor, he's constantly chirping. And I guess complaining would be a nice way of saying it, unquote. So that's what he's saying. Don't even call him. He's telling Mike Pence, don't even call him. Don't even help Washington. The guy's complaining about me. So and here's the thing. Why were the governors complaining? Because Trump made a decision to have all the states bid against each other for medical supplies. And then when states actually did procure some of the supplies, the federal government confiscated them at the border to supplement the federal supply. And when governors are critical of this behavior, Trump says, don't help them until they say thank you. I mean, thank you for what? For stealing the supplies my state paid for? March 29th. Quote, where are all the masks going? Are they going out the back door? How do you go from 10,000 to 300,000, unquote? So when he's saying 10,000 to 300,000, he's talking about a request of, for masks. Trump was insinuating that medical professionals were stealing masks. That's what he was saying. He got on TV and said that. So here they are, working 18, 20 hours a day, putting themselves at risk, sacrificing their, their wellness, their family's wellness to help us to help our citizens to help people get better and he's accusing them of, of stealing he just oh it doesn't live in reality he also said quote unfortunately the enemy is death it's death a lot of people are dying so it's very unpleasant yeah yeah you think yeah death is unpleasant i mean thanks for getting on tv and telling us this uh march 30th quote stay calm it'll go away you know it you know it's going to go away, and it will go away, and we're going to have a great victory, unquote. See, I think he just doesn't understand. Like, when he was a private citizen and things went really wrong, maybe it was an illness, maybe it was something else. For him, one day, it just went away. There was the problem, and then there wasn't a problem, you know? But he doesn't realize that people, leaders, experts, you know, they were actually taking action to make it go away. Things didn't just disappear. People actually did things and solved it. And now he's the, the ultimate leader, the, the president of the United States, and he's, and he's saying it's going to disappear. He's waiting for, basically, he's waiting for someone else to do something, is what's happening. Still on March 30th, quote, I think New York should be fine. Based on the numbers that we see, they should have more than enough. I mean, I'm hearing stories that they're not used or they're not used right. So again, the fact that New York was the new epicenter of the virus at this point was their own fault. It's not that they don't have supplies. They must not be using them right. Here's a mask. Thanks. I'll wear it as a hat. Here's a ventilator. No, no, no. It doesn't go there. You put it in your mouth to help you breathe. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, they know how to use these things. They're medical professionals. Also on March 30th, quote, I haven't heard about testing in weeks. We're testing more than any other nation in the world. We've got these great tests, but I haven't heard about testing being a problem, unquote. Of course, pretty much everyone was still begging for tests at this point. And by the way, when you look at testing per capita, meaning how many tests per 1,000 people or 1 million people, we were behind many, many countries. I mean, we are just now reaching the top of that list here now, like this week in July 20th. We are now near the top of the list of per capita, finally. All right, March 30th again. Quote, we inherited a broken test. The whole thing was broken, unquote. All right. So like two things here. How did you inherit a broken test? The illness didn't exist until 2019. Oh, and by the way, that's where 19 comes from in the name COVID-19 because Trump didn't understand that either. Secondly, even if the disease did exist, 
I mean, at what point in your presidency do you stop blaming the previous administration? You've had three and a half years in office to do something. March 31st, quote, it's not the flu, it's vicious, unquote. Oh, so a change of heart. So maybe this is it. Maybe Trump is starting to understand how serious it is now here on March 31st, the end of March. All right. If I keep going day by day like this, it's going to take a long, a long, long time. This is already long enough. So I'm just going to hit some highlights and I'm going to hit them quick. April 2nd, quote, the federal government is merely a backup for the state governments, unquote. All right. April 6th, as the death toll passes 10,000, Trump tweets, all caps, light at the end of the tunnel. Like, where's he even getting that from? April 8th, remember Peter Navarro's memo back in January warning about this? Here's what Trump had to say about it. Quote, I read about it maybe a day, a day or two days ago. It was a recommendation that he had. I think he told certain people on the staff, but it didn't matter. I didn't see it. So a memo that was put out months prior about how predicting this happened, this happening, um, he didn't see it. It doesn't matter. So he's either ignorant because he's not paying attention to the important stuff or he's a liar. He's both. Face it. April 11th, death toll passes 20,000 people. April 14th, quote, when somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total, unquote. But he's not a totalitarian, is he? Nah. I mean, he said that. The authority is total. Of course, his, his authority is not total. April 15th, death toll passes 30,000. Trump focuses on reopening. A CDC and FEMA report is leaked Warning of, quote, significant risk of resurgent of the virus. He was pissed that that got leaked, by the way. April 22nd, quote, if coronavirus comes back, though, it won't be coming back in the form that it was. It will be coming back in smaller doses that we can contain. It's also possible it doesn't come back at all. Yeah, like based on what? Your advanced medical skills? I mean, it's also possible it doesn't go away at all. April 23rd. Here we go. The famous one. Quote, I see the disinfectant that knocks it out in one minute. One minute. And is there a way we can do something like that by injection inside or almost a cleaning? As you see, it gets in the lungs. It does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that. <laughs> and Yes. And don't inject disinfectant into your body. He also said in that same press conference. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just some very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing it brought the light inside the body, which you can either do through the skin or in some other way. I mean, what is he talking about? I mean, the looks on those people's faces when I look at the video of that, when he was on that press conference was unbelievable. It's like, Honestly, it's the same look that people have in North Korea when Kim Jong-un is saying ridiculous things like he played in 18, 18 holes of golf and had 18 holes in one. And he's like, right? And he turns around and all these people are like, yeah, boss, whatever you say, boss. I mean, that's what the look was. It was crazy. Um, and that golf thing with Kim Jong-un, that's true. Um, he said that. Um, of course, getting back to the the ultraviolet and the disinfectant, Extreme exposure to either ultraviolet light or injecting disinfectant into the body is deadly to humans. Yeah, I mean, we all, we all know that, right? I mean, there's a handful of people that probably tried it. April 23rd, uh, 26 million jobless claims. 
April 24th, the U.S. death toll passes 50,000. April 27th, Trump was asked about the influx of calls to poison control about disinfectant. His response, quote, I can't imagine why, unquote. <laughs> can't. The guy has a memory like a goldfish. April 29th. Now, we're deep into this thing at this point. I mean, the end of April. And Trump says, quote, it's, go it's going to go away. This is going to go away. I mean, he still sticks to that. May 5th, death toll passes 70,000. Consumer debt hits all-time high. Also on May 5th, same day as that, um, regarding the death toll, Trump says, I, I always felt 60, 65, 70, meaning 1,000, as horrible as that is. I mean, you're talking about filling up Yankee Stadium with death. So I thought it was horrible, but it's probably going to be somewhat higher than that, unquote. So he always thought it would be over 70,000 dead. But wait, isn't it just going to go away? What happened to just a few people from China and it's going to go away? He can't say that he always thought. He can't say that because clearly, May 6th, a nurse tells Donald Trump that equipment supply is sporadic. His response, quote, sporadic for you, but not sporadic for a lot of other people, unquote. What is that? Could you imagine if you went to the doctor and said, you know, I can't feel my legs. And the doctor says, well, maybe you can't feel your legs, but a lot of the other people can feel their legs. So, I mean, it just doesn't. <sighs> May 7th, 33 million jobless claims. May 8th, again, quote, this is going to go away without a vaccine. It's going to go away. We're not going to see it again. So now he's saying it's going to go away without a vaccine. May 9th, if you missed it on May 8th, on May 9th, he said it again. Quote, this is going to go away without a vaccine. May 11th, quote, coronavirus numbers are looking much better, going down almost everywhere. Big progress being made. We have met the moment and we have prevailed. So on May 11th, it's over, right? The numbers weren't going up still? Come on. May 14th, quote, don't forget, we have more cases than anybody in the world. But why? Because we do more testing, unquote. Again, like what? Why is everything a competition with this guy? I mean, do something about the cases we have in the United States. Whether we have the most cases or the least cases or somewhere in the middle, do something. May 16th, Trump trying to take credit for what he believes is victory, quote, we've done a great job on COVID response, making all governors look good, some fantastic, and that's okay, but the lamestream media doesn't want to go with that narrative, and the do-nothing Dems talking point is to say only bad about Trump. I've made everybody look good but me, unquote. I mean, yeah, I guess in a way, when you sit back and do nothing so everyone else has to work the problem, I guess that is a way of making everyone look good but you. May 18th, death toll passes 90,000. May 19th, quote, when we have a lot of cases, I don't look at this as a bad thing. I look at this as, in a certain respect, as being a good thing because it means our testing is much better. I view it as a badge of honor. Really, it's a badge of honor. So all the death and suffering is a badge of honor for him. May 27th, death toll passes 100,000. May 29th, quote, Trump, we will be today terminating our relationship with the World Health Organization. Isn't that lovely timing? June 6th, death toll passes 110,000. June 15th, quote, at some point this stuff goes away and it's going away. June 17th, it's fading away, it's going to fade away. I mean, I just don't know why he still believes this. I mean, over 100,000 people dead. I mean, did he ever believe this? I mean, what is going to be the catalyst that makes it fade away? 
I mean, is it the vaccine? Because just a few days before that, he said it's going to go away without a vaccine. June 20th, quote, testing is a double-edged sword. When you do testing to that extent, you're going to find more people. You're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please, unquote. I mean, yeah, I agree with the logic of testing. More testing finds more cases. You know what? I have a meeting with the American Cancer Society tomorrow. I should share this wisdom with them. Cut back on the testing and cancer cases will go down. Brilliant. June 22nd, death toll passes 120,000. June 23rd, quote, cases are going up in the U.S. because we are testing far more than any other country and ever expanding. With smaller testing, we would show fewer cases, unquote. So here we are again with this logic. I mean, just the testing, right? That's what the whole point is, the numbers, right? He doesn't want you to test because he doesn't want the numbers to go up. June 23rd, quote, it's going away, unquote. I mean, that June 23rd was a month ago, and he's saying it's going away. Uh, so still hasn't changed his tune since the beginning, over 100,000 dead, and he's saying the same thing as he said when we had one case, it's going away. July 1st, I think we're going to be very good with the coronavirus. I think that at some point that's going to sort of disappear, I hope, unquote. I mean, yeah, me too. I hope too. Anyone out there have a genie in a bottle or a magic lamp? Because that's where we are. July 6th, death toll passes 130,000. All right, I mean, that's enough. I, I just can't take it anymore. I mean, do you need to hear more? So, I mean, Fauci made a lot of mistakes. I mean, come on, man. Are you serious right now? I mean, Trump is looking to pass the blame on anyone outside his administration. So it's China's fault. His bad decision was make, was Fauci's fault. It's the media's fault for overblowing it. It's the state's fault for not handling it correctly. But remember, he did a travel restriction on China that apparently saved millions of lives. I don't even know where he gets those numbers from. Now, and this is interesting, now, I mean, as of this week, many Republicans are separating themselves from Trump's messaging on the coronavirus. This includes many Republican governors and even Mitch McConnell, the Republican Senate Majority Leader. Mitch McConnell, who basically is a hand puppet for Donald Trump, and just whatever Trump said and did for the last three and a half years, Mitch McConnell was to totally okay with it. This, he is now traveling across his home state of Kentucky, urging people to social distance and wear masks, which is the exact opposite of what Trump is saying. So even Mitch McConnell, I mean, that's got to tell you something. Um, so think about this. Our handling of this pandemic in the United States has been so inept that other countries are banning us from traveling there. I mean, we are known as, I mean, people want Americans to come to their country, even though a lot of them hate us. They still want us to come there because we spend a ton of money. And now they're just saying, no, thanks. We're good. <laughs> you can, we don't need your money. We don't need your death. And so now Trump is saying that the numbers have actually been inflated and that hospitals are lying about the numbers to make him look bad. And now he's taking control of these numbers. So we're going to see in the coming weeks what that means. I mean, he, he doesn't like anyone that's saying that we still have a problem. And that's exactly what Fauci is saying, along with pretty much every other medical expert and politician, including some Republicans, a lot of Republicans. So I don't know. This guy, November can't come fast enough. Um, so I said it in my very first episode, you know, COVID is here for the long haul, people. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It's short, shorter than this one. And it just talks about my feelings on coronavirus and vaccine and what, what I think is going to happen. So check that out. And uh, as always, 
If you have any questions, comments, some topics, or some conspiracy theories you'd like me to get on the show, you can go to Cracked Attic, click on the call out at the bottom, message me there, or you can just email me, old-fashioned, email feedback at crackedaddict.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. You just search for Cracked Attic and follow. So thank you so much. Be safe. Take care. I truly wish you the best.